our goal is to prepare them for the future of work, jobs that don't that aren't created. Um, I believe our kindergartners now in our in you know kindergartners around anywhere right around the country uh, they'll graduate 2030s somewhere like that 2035 something like that and so who knows what what's what it's going to look like you know look, look at what uh, chat GPT or, or GPT three and now GTP uh, GPT four have created just in the last six months and how technology is week to week to week to week. Advancements in artificial intelligence are impacting all areas of life, including education. With applications like ChatGPT dominating headlines, educators are wondering how education should prepare students for a world filled with AI. How are teachers introducing AI in the classroom? What should we do to prepare students for the AI jobs of the future? And what are the ethical implications of AI, both in and out of the classroom? This is what I want to know. And today I'm joined by Jason Hurd to find out. Jason Hurd is an artificial intelligence and computer science teacher at Secondary High School in Gwinnett County, Georgia, the first school in the nation to be built around artificial intelligence. Jason has taught computer science in middle and high school for 14 years and was recently nominated Teacher of the Year in his county. Today, he joins us to talk about his own work in AI, as well as Second Year High School's artificial intelligence program and how AI will be a central part of our future. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here. Uh, I always love having teachers on the program. Um, there's so many insights as to what led people to become teachers. You know, we're dealing with a teacher shortage. So the first question I want to ask you is, did you always know you wanted to teach? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, so no, I, uh, I guess in high school, I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time in the, in the band room. So uh, I did originally want to be in music and then education was kind of where I was drawn to. So I originally went to college to be a music teacher, but then finding out from, I'd, I'd say mostly friends that, uh, teachers, they don't, they don't make any money. Why do you want to be a teacher? And so I guess that got in my head a little bit. And, and, uh, I ended up changing to a career in or a degree in a career in photography, uh, ended up in working in many aspects of the of the photography industry for the first 15 years of my career after college. And then what I was doing in the photo industry and in, in the corporate world and studios, I was essentially doing a lot of technical aspects, but I was also managing studios and I was essentially teaching employees how to be good photographers and how to do mm. portraiture and things like that. And we were doing it all in the business of kids. So it, it just seemed to all line up. Um, my wife had, had gotten it. She also works in education and uh, she had ended up in, in education field. And I dare, I say, I got jealous of what she got to do every day. <laughs> and when I was supposed to be the teacher, so uh, it just kind of brought me all, all back around to the, to the classroom. So let's talk about what drew you to uh, computer science and ultimately artificial intelligence. You said you sure. were uh, teaching in language arts. Uh, why did you make the shift or what was it that motivated you to say, you know what, I think I want to get more into this computer science field? Certainly. I, I think that has to do with mainly the background. So growing up 
in the eighties, early nineties, uh, with, with all the computers coming onto the scene, I didn't really go into the in depth in the computers and whatnot, but, but my family and friends and, and, and many people that I knew and, and dear friends of mine going into, into computers, I've always been fascinated with technology. So even while teaching language arts and social studies, I, I originally began as a special education teacher and, um, just having the opportunity to use uh, what we call ed tech or, or mm-hmm. educational technology in the classroom, I was using quite a bit of it all the time. And then our school district decided at one point they wanted to kind of bring back computer science, but with this, this new spin with programming and robotics, um, you know, coding. And um, my principal called me uh, on spring break and told me about this opportunity. And she said, uh, you're the first person that came to mind. What do you think? And, and I said, sign me up. Let's do it. So uh, a number of uh, school leaders, superintendents, uh, school district leaders around the country uh, listen to the program. And many of them that I've spoken with in my school visits, uh, as you know, you're not going to be surprised to hear this, are a little wary or skittish about how to take on some of these new applications. And there's a fear factor. And there's also a comfort level that many teachers and school leaders have where they've had some success engaging students in their pro-safe use for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years or more. But all of a sudden, this new breed of student is literally requiring more because their interests are are bigger when it comes to technology. Uh, So one thing I want to ask you is, uh, how have you seen the engagement of young people improve by you staying up to date with these advances? I would think just first and foremost on, um, I guess I'd like to take, take credit of, of kind of understanding where they, so we call them digital natives, right? Yes, so they, yes. they've come up, they're born in the age of technology and they've and, and our, our digital natives nowadays compared to five years ago, six, seven years ago, it is certainly, it's certainly different um, because of, I, I would go back to, to talking about the pace, but engagement wise, um, I often say that the educators need to be as stimulating or fast paced as the students hmm. with their, I, I usually just say the, the video games, but now it's with the screens that they're staring at all the time. And when you talk about meeting kids where they are, uh, I was so struck by this unique and forward-looking approach that your school district took with Seconder High School in Gwinnett County, Georgia. It is so radically different in terms of just the way the school was founded. Talk a little bit about, you know, this school and its unique offerings for kids in your county. Absolutely. So, so first and foremost, I would say that second year high school is a regular high school. It's not a magnet school. It's not where you apply to go. We, we are a standard school cluster where we have uh, three elementary schools and one, uh, one middle school that feeds our one high school. But the unique part that, that I really enjoy and that we kind of bring to the the, the play, the playing field, I guess, if, if, if you would say, is we consider ourselves to be the next generation high school. It's a very college campus feel. We have uh, everything that a regular school would offer, but we are an AI themed cluster. And so what that means, what that looks like is that at, at every level of 
from, from elementary to middle all the way through the high school, we have, uh, we use this analogy. It's better if I use the analogy. We, we use this analogy where students are either swimming, they're snorkeling, or they're scuba diving in AI. So there's always an AI flavor to something. Now we have standard classes. You take your standard core classes. There's, there's language arts, there's social studies and history and all of the electives that you can think of, the fine arts um, to, to our career and technical education courses. But all of those are seen and, and planned, infused with, a, with an, what, what I would consider an AI lens, right? So looking at things that normal schools or, or regular curriculum already do, but with the lens of how it applies to artificial intelligence. What does that mean? Because there, there are education purists out there that when they hear artificial intelligence, first of all, they, they recoil. And, and largely, for many, that's out of ignorance. They just know it's some, it's some scary new technology. Sure. And, and, and again, it's been around for a while. But, sure. And I, I think in terms of where some of the, the old traditional teachers have, have their mindset. But what does it mean when you infuse the the basic three r's reading writing arithmetic you know sure. making sure kids get the basics through an artificial intelligence lens what does that okay. mean so first and foremost i would say that it, it's really about language and i have found that many teachers because we have uh very, very traditional teachers that have that have joined our team yes um but Fortunately for us, they're also forward thinking and and want to know and want to learn. So first, I would say it comes with language and just a basic understanding that a lot of what is already happening with educational standards and what's already happening in the general education classroom, it it's simply the same that uh, it, it is happening everywhere. Yeah. However, it's it could be the tools that we're using while we're using AI and working. Um, I, I, I love to talk about the, the need to work alongside machines, not for them or against them, but just alongside the machines because we're already doing it right. And having that understanding for those traditionalists that might be out there or those forward think, even the forward thinkers that just, that you're already doing what's there. So you say reading, writing, arithmetic, right? So, um, one of, one of our, we, we have an AI framework that we use that has uh, many topics among it. One of those topics is mathematical reasoning. Well, math classes are it just in in general you're you're using computational thinking skills you're doing you're you're critically thinking you're using mathematical reasoning in any general uh in, in any general math class but giving the students the understanding of how that applies to the tools that they're using in their everyday life in the the in the in the business world whatever they might want to do and whatever interest they are we're focused on preparing um what we call the ai ready student or the future ready student yeah. So they're, they're, they are, they're going to be prepared. Our goal is to prepare them for the future of work jobs that don't, that aren't created. Um, I believe our kindergartners now in our, in you know, kindergartners around anywhere, right around the country, uh, they'll graduate 2030s, somewhere like that, 2035, something like that. And so who knows what, what's, what it's going to look like, you know, look, look at what, uh, chat GPT or, or GPT three and now GTP uh, GPT four have created just in the last six months and how technology is week to week to week to week. Uh, so back to the, to the, to the, the curriculum piece and how we do that again, it starts with language and then just showing teachers and, in, and take, taking a regular lesson and what we call upgrading those lessons in order to, put that AI lens on it to have the students understand that 
this applies um, to whatever specific field that that they might be interested in or just the content itself. Yeah. And I want to be clear. I love it. I think this is what <laughs> we should be doing. This is where we need to go. I think that um, this idea, as you said, of the stand and deliver, I've said it on many of my shows, the lecture <laughs> approach doesn't work. You know, you know, I believe in project-based learning, collaboration. And Excellent. the other thing is uh, this idea of sort of rote memory as a way to get kids to engage in learning is so out of date. And the exciting aspect of what you're doing really lends itself to developing the critical uh, and analytical skills necessary Absolutely. Uh, that have been lost you know, by kids disinterest in school and just figuring out how they can get through a class. So I, I, I do think it's great. What are some of the challenges you faced with developing this curriculum and, and presenting it to a school district and a, and a set of parents and community leaders that, you know, may or may not be as versed in it? Well, we're still in development, uh, so this is this is our the, our, our inaugural year, uh, and so uh, there's there's many challenges along the way. Um, I would say the biggest challenge is, and it, well, let me let me start with 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 the upside, right? Yes. So the, the the positive side is that everybody is super excited. We have such support from our community members, our advisory council members, our students, our parents, our teachers. Uh, just everybody's really excited, really nervous. There's much you know, different levels of nervousness that, that kind of come with, whoa, this is so new, but so many people are just willing to try new things. And even if it's just something small, just something, uh, whether it's in the classroom, a teacher wants to try something new or, or even something for a student to try that's new for them, but kind of old for them because they are, they're those consumers of, of technology. Um, the other side of that is the, I would say the fast pace is probably one of the one of the issues that we deal with. The rapid change. It's exciting for me. I can understand where it would be. Uh, it, it would make people nervous in how do I keep up with the latest technology? How do I how do how do I continue to infuse my lessons or or upgrade these lessons? And I think that's just going to come with time. And then there's there's apprehension from. Um, th that I've heard about, am, am, am I going to, um, almost an imposter syndrome, if, if you will, of where am I able to do this? Can I, I know nothing about this and there, and there are programs out there and, and we really try to work as a team. We have different uh, curriculum teams that come together and, and parents being, being supportive and community members where everybody just has this, this understanding of, yeah, it's going it, to, it's going to be hard. It's going to be, it's going to be difficult. And we, we don't have the understanding. Um, I don't think there's a lot out there that or a lot of, of people or programs out there that do, but we're willing to do the work and we're willing to, to put in the effort and, and uh, make the mistakes and, and, and learn from them to develop the best program that we can. I think we have a wonderful uh, artificial intelligence framework that all of our curriculum areas can, can focus on from, from programming and machine learning to mathematical reasoning, ethics. Uh, these are, these are all a part of the framework to collaborative, collaborative and creative problem solving and it, it just kind of gives us this foundation to create a, a continuum of what our classes, what we want our classes to look like. And I, I would say 
the, it, it, it's getting using that we have, we have all these tools in place, but I would say probably some of the issues that we've dealt with in our inaugural year is, is just kind of taking that and going with it and being, being, Oh, this is okay. We're going to make these mistakes. We're, we're going to fail. We're going to learn. We're going to do it again. And we're going to continue to in, uh, improve upon what we've learned and what we're sharing with kids and having them as partners too, is some of the, is some of my favorite pieces is, is really incorporating them as stakeholders because they're the ones that uh, are, 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 you know, in the mix of, of everything. And I really enjoy learning what they know. I know other teachers involve their, their students to really help form the, the curriculum that we do. It's, it's not a, it, it's not really done in isolation anymore. Yeah, no, I think that's, that, that's well said. Um, you are in your first year, but um, I am <clears throat> sure that, because of the unique nature of your school and the focus on uh, artificial intelligence and really emerging technologies, you're going to be a focal point and folks that, you know, people come to people, folks are going to come to you when sure. these new technologies come out. And you mentioned so. chat GPT. I'm sure that people ask you all the time, well, what's your take on this? You know, what do you guys think about it? What is your take on chat GPT? Because as you know, it's received so much attention, you know, pro and con. And, you know, sure. you're going to let, you know, this machine write a kid's paper. And I mean, there's, there's all these things. Talk a little bit about your impression of that technology. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing technology. And so it, it is such polar, polar ends of both spectrum. What an amazing tool, not only, not only to use for education, but for any person to be able to have that power. It's like being able to talk to the internet, right? Uh, rather than have to look things up. But um, I'm not, I'm going to try not to say anything cliche. However, the responsibility, right? So we, the focus on digital citizenship is kind of the, I would consider it my platform or where I like to stand with, with students and in education and today is, is digital citizenship. Are we teaching ethical responsibility, ethical considerations of using such technology, whether it's chat GPT, a self-driving car, a, uh, or just a machine that's making, making a prediction on whether or not to open a door. I, it is something as simple as, as that, as complex and as, and as simple as that. But in regards to ChatGPT, it, it it does come. It, it has it has has its pros. It has its cons. Um, whether it's with uh, everyone goes to cheating. I say everyone, but it's yes. it's kind of the first thing that, particularly in the literacy world and in the language arts world, will students are going to cheat. They're going to use this. Well, newsflash: students have been cheating for millennia. <laughs> They have whether whether I went and asked my parents or asked my dad. You know, um, in in my day, I often explained to the to the students that, you know, if, if my dad said it, it, it was truth, and I didn't have to walk to the library or, or go to the library. Nowadays, I can pull a device out of my out of my pocket and be able now to quite literally ask a language model or ask the the internet, if you will, uh, what the answer to this is to get ideas or to confirm my knowledge. But of course, with that comes the the ethical implications of how how can these technologies really drive us in a different direction? And I think education is where, for everyone globally, is where we need to focus on these tools and 
what their what the potential implications are for good and for not good, for bad. And when it comes to chat GPT, another reason why I asked is my sense is that we always default to the negative or the potential negative. And a lot of that's out of fear. But this idea of of uh, having, you know, an ethical framework under which to, you know, to to operate and discuss and instill that those ethics on children at an early age, these digital natives, which is something that people complained about with the early usage of video games. Yes. But to do that in a, in a constructive sort of learning environment, I think is is laudable. I mean, so I I, I am glad I asked the question because I really want to make sure that people understand that while these technologies are great, you know, the best way to ensure they remain great and positive is to talk about those issues. Absolutely. And, and, and you mentioned fear. I would say the answer to that fear is education. Yes. Particularly yes. when it comes to artificial or artificial intelligence, these AI tools, these AI has the potential in education or with, I say the, I, I always go to, to the youth first, right. With, with our young generation, but I truly believe that it has the opportunity to exacerbate issues that already exist that have existed with screens from being able to, to with, with the internet, being able to look up all kinds of, of uh, different answers and, and, and searching for things, whether it's to cheat or whether it's to learn. I think if the, if the emphasis is on teaching and learning and continues to be on teaching and learning with even more emphasis on the learning, right? Teaching kids how to learn, how to use these tools to actually know things rather than just find information and regurgitate information that came from someone else, how to check whether or not that information is accurate. Uh, and, and, and these are things that we touched on a, a little bit in, in past years over the course of education. But I think nowadays it's really about, is this information accurate? And that's where the, the ethical considerations need to come into play when we have machines that are also predicting uh, specific or, or actually making decisions. And uh, so w we as, as humans and, 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 and students today need to be able to check that information, learn to use these things, but also you're using them to quite literally learn what the, what the, the appropriate information is and, and being able to disseminate between true and false information. Makes a lot of sense. And Jason, uh, I have one last question, and this is what I really want to know. Uh, it's a simple question, frankly. What what advice would you give <laughs> to other school districts uh, or even a teacher who has heard about what you're doing and, and wants to explore pursuing a similar approach in their classroom or a school district that's thinking about it? And, and I'm talking about the advice in a sort of baby step format. Like, how would you even begin to socialize a conversation with school leaders or school district leaders to begin the process of incorporating more AI, you know, technology-themed learning in your community, your school community? So, I like the way that you, you talked about baby steps. So, I think, I think the first step is to develop kind of that that plan, that clear plan. Where do we start? What what are our baby steps? And I think the first baby step, baby step, if you will, the first piece of the plan would be to understand the language. I think so often there are 
there's a lot of language that needs to be learned. And so uh, for lack of a better word, the the ignorance that comes along with not understanding or the, or the, the non-informed of the language of what this looks like. And then the next step to that plan would to be, okay, let's look at what we're already doing. Let's take our educational lessons, our curriculum, our content, and let's look at how that applies or how the language of artificial intelligence or computer science, how, what does that look like in regards to how it applies to what we're already doing? And I think there'll be any school district, any classroom, any teacher, any administration will be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised to see that you're already doing it. <laughs> uh, you're, it it's just kind of, a lot of it comes with just a switch and, and just an, an understanding of, oh, mathematical reasoning, collaboration, creative problem solving, critical thinking. We're doing these things and we can introduce a curriculum or infuse our curriculum with AI concepts just by changing some of the language with what we're already doing. And I, so I think that's kind of the, the, the perfect, the perfect plan there. Yeah. Jason heard, I love what you and your colleagues are doing. Thank you so much for joining us on what I want to know. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to What I Want to Know. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app so you can explore other episodes and dive into our discussions on the future of education and write a review of the show. I also encourage you to join the conversation and let me know what you want to know using hashtag WIWTK on social media. That's hashtag W-I-W-T-K. For more information on Stride and online education, visit stridelearning.com. I'm your host, Kevin P. Chavis. Thank you for joining What I Want to Know.